Hello, I'm CM Conway, the filmmaker of the witty and poignant indie, How to Successfully Fail in Hollywood, now on Prime Video, and FunnyFailureFilm.com. On this now monthly podcast, we celebrate funny flubs, bodacious blunders, and miraculous missteps that happen to us as artists. So hone your funny bone and let's get started. Hello, welcome to the show. This podcast is inspired by the bootstrapped indie film, How to Successfully Fail in Hollywood. A champion of diversity, gender equity, and inclusivity. The film follows Ellie and her best friend, Ben, who are part of the large population of bold, courageous dreamers trying to make it in the industry against all odds. The film is an ode to the power of friendship, along with spilling a treasure trove of inner secrets about Tinseltown that may surprise, inform, and enlighten you. Though the film functions as a funny how-not-to guide in the industry, a poignant thread weeds throughout the film and how we can use bodacious blunders as building blocks in our own creative journey and in our lives. And that's what we try to do on this show. So if you're an artist and you've had a mishap that's happened in your journey and you'd like to share the insights gained from that experience, please visit funnyfailurefilm.com and click on share your story. Our guest on the show today is a writer who shares a fascinating tale about the iconic Hollywood sign. I'd like to introduce Wayne McFarland, who's sharing a story from his book, Tales from the Day. Hey, CM, thanks. Nice to be here and share my story. The Day We Lost Ten Grand at the Hollywood Sign Well, we just tanked live in front of millions of people. I took Gloria's hand. We hadn't been married long. This night, we were sitting together at the top of Hollywood's Mount Lee, gazing down at L.A.'s evening glitter. I remember the sight as being just a notch or two short of breathtaking. I also remember thinking that this particular evening was probably not going to garner the life for us I had hoped for. We were perched at the base of the Hollywood sign's giant H. It was so cold. A live TV extravaganza touting the refurbished Hollywood sign and it was actually sleeting in Southern California. And not just on the sign and us at the top of the mountain, but lower down too, on the stage, the TV cameras and the performers. Good thing they had a big trailer so cast and crew could warm up outside and in, open bar. The Hollywood sign, originally Hollywoodland, was erected in 1923 to hawk real estate. Its projected lifespan was 18 months. After cinema production exploded in Southern California, the sign was shortened to just 
Hollywood and became the symbol of American movies. By the 1970s, the sign was a wreck. There had been a refurbishment. The city of Hollywood jumped in, as did the CBS television network. The sign's grand unveiling was to be the finale of a live national TV special commemorating the founding of the city of Hollywood. My office phone rang just a couple of weeks shy of the event. Are you the ones doing the laser thing at the park? We had been producing a rock and roll show at a local amusement park. It was so successful, I had actually been able to up my game to a two-room office. When I answered in the affirmative, the caller explained they had the contract to provide big searchlights, which would illuminate the Hollywood sign at the moment of the live unveiling. I'm thinking, he continued, what could be more perfect than to add lasers to the sign's unveiling? What indeed? Setting up lasers in the open air on top of a mountain. No power, no water, two absolute requirements. Lots of challenges, but also fame's siren call. And some money, all of which would be paid after the show aired. So it was a self-funding, big opportunity. I thought of all the zeros in my bank account and the reality of there being no numbers in front of them. But hey, we're talking live national television, a long walk from my small hometown in Minnesota. Shamelessly touting CBS's involvement, I secured generators and a water truck on credit. This left one problem no lasers. I made screen credit promises to the lasers manufacturer, totally without authority. This secured the loan of a powerful laser. The meeting grew hostile when I then asked for two of them. The company's executives were understandably nervous. Back then, powerful argon lasers had a glass tube of sorts, which needed to be cooled by water at just the right temperature. Too hot or too cold and the tube blew up. The tubes cost $5,000 each. The TV specials Live Entertainment did a terrific show in the biting cold. And then came our moment. And sleet. Lots of sleet. We fired up a laser. Sleet was dripping over it. There was an immediate cracking sound as its tube blew. We frantically covered the other laser with a couple of umbrellas and hit the switch. It emanated two quick beams and blew up. Well, I said to Gloria the next morning, we won't make a dime, but at least we get paid today. I called our client, the searchlight guy, thinking I'd drive over and pick up a check. The phone rang and rang. Finally, someone picked it up. Yeah? I explained my plan to drive over and get paid. I heard laughter. Good luck with that. They just declared bankruptcy. I don't recall if I was weeping, but I had my face in my hands when Gloria shook my arm. You have to see this. 
She was holding up the LA Times, open to a review of the show. They were raving about us. As it turns out, all the reporters, along with cast and crew, had retreated to the open bar when the sleet started. They credited our company and our lasers with a beautiful illumination of the sign, actually done by the searchlights of our now bankrupt employer. It was the best review we ever got. Wayne's story was very enlightening and sheds a light on the history of the Hollywood sign. Not only were there just so many twists and turns and a very unexpected ending, it's ultimately very relatable, as sometimes as artists, we put all our eggs in one basket and hope that it pans out, sometimes making huge investments, whether it's emotional, financial, psychological, into our artistic career. And what do we do if that opportunity doesn't pan out? But it always seems those experiences give us something valuable in return, even though in the moment we don't know what that is. Where some skill set or knowledge you obtained prepare you for an opportunity, that does end up panning out. The Hollywood sign is one of those iconic symbols of Hollywood that brings artists and creatives there to fulfill their dreams. An interesting side note is that a scene in our film was shot in front of the Hollywood sign. And I learned that if you want to use a Hollywood sign in your movie, you need to contact the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce and their representatives. They're very nice folks, by the way. Our film, How to Successfully Fail in Hollywood, is inspired by my fabulous flubs. But being able to film in front of the Hollywood sign was a thrilling experience. And the day we were there, there were a lot of people, as there often is. And we needed to film take after take after take, and we did attract attention. And I was amazed how respectful people were. And if they were photographing themselves in front of the Hollywood sign, they would just get out of our shot. So Wayne's story was just so funny on how even the Hollywood sign wasn't always the stunning symbol that we know today. It's also a good reminder to look at the signs. That way we can take the signals and signs we receive and adjust the sails on our boat and align with the wind on our back. Thank you for joining us in the How to Successfully Fail in Hollywood podcast. Copyright by Showstoppers and Funny Failure Film Dot com. Intro and outro song, Twinkle Twinkle Little Star by David Mumford. Until next time, remember, mistakes makes art more interesting.